Welcome to Nah Fam, the podcast. Hello. 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 <laughs> listen to that energy. I have a question for you. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, I saw it earlier and I was just thinking about it. I keep, think- I keep thinking about what your answer would be or wondering about what your answer would be. It's okay. a really deep question though. Are you ready? Y- sure. Okay. What is your biggest pet peeve about social media? Well, are we going with today's social media, where social media is today, or are we going to go with, you know, five years ago social media? Because nowadays social media is all about ads and sponsored shit and a bunch of stupid stuff and actually seeing content that you want to see from your social circles that Mm -hmm. you've, you know, friended on there, Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like is just so hit or miss and... Mm -hmm you know, selective into which ones you see and which ones you don't. So Mm -hmm. my biggest pet peeve is that it's, it's just turned into obviously such a business Mm -hmm. and it's not about the social side of it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not even like, like it's like TJ Maxx. It's like walking into a TJ Maxx type of business, right? (laughs) I mean, sure. (laughs) I mean, I would say, you know, I look at it, this is part of the problem. I just mean, they're not even selling me products that like, no, it's just it's just junk, you know. So, so Twitter, for example, <laughs> I go on Twitter to just kind of check in. That's that's kind of my source of I mean, news. Don't get me wrong; I fall victim victim to TJ Maxx from time to time. Yeah, yeah, but I go on Twitter to just kind of get the latest snippets on what's going on in the news because I don't watch the news much at all, and everything is you know it's like the algorithm is well, this is the side you want to see, this is the stuff you want to see, or mm-hmm. and it's so it's so polarizing and bizarre that it's like complete opposites and the middle ground is left out in so many ways and then there's yeah. just stupid well, stuff. Well, I don't even see political stuff. On on Twitter? Uh, I don't really log into Twitter much and so I feel like I don't really see any ads on Twitter and then on Facebook... Well, there's, there, you know what? The, the biggest ads on Twitter that I see are all uh, sports gambling ads. Like every major player in sports gambling. I'm like, And I've actually said like, don't hmm. show me these ads, don't show me those ads and then you give it a week and they start showing up again. I'm like, I've never placed, a, I don't think, a sports bet in my life. So why are you... Sure about that? No, not that I know of. Are you, are you trying to convince me or are you? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't think I really get ads on Twitter. I feel like I just see tweets by real people. But again, I don't, I really don't think to go on Twitter very often. I also don't follow a lot of people on there either. Um, and I know that has something to do with it. Weird. So then Insta- between Instagram and Facebook, they're obviously both owned by Meta. And on Instagram, I get a lot of um, therapy-related stuff. Okay. Which I don't see so much on Facebook. Um, but even but like Facebook lately, just weird sponsors ads Facebook's for so many different things. gotten really weird, I feel like. Like I just feel like it's just like visiting a different planet or something you know like it's just yeah it's all it's all suggested posts and it's all sponsored posts and it's almost like pretty sure most of those accounts aren't even real people operating those accounts that you know that's what i mean they're almost like memes like that you would scroll by and be like okay i read that move on why would i ever but mine are all targeted towards like you know um like like you know, woo-woo stuff and, like, philosophy stuff. And, and like, I get a lot of music stuff, like, concert-related, eighty, like, mm. you know, just 80s bands, 90s bands, just not specific bands, but just music-related. Yeah. 
anyway. Yeah, yeah mine's a lot about like self-empowerment, personal growth, quotes, things, okay. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I'm convinced that many of those accounts aren't run by actual humans. So. I don't think most of them are. <laughs> yeah, I was actually, um, I went to look at some podcasting groups on Facebook and just curious, like, okay, is there information that would be worthwhile in here? And most of them are like, hey, this isn't a place for self-promotion. You can uh, ask questions and the idea is to engage in, you know, recording questions, content, whatever the case is. And it's like, then you'll get these posts from people in there. And I haven't joined any of the groups, but, you know, hey, go ahead and post your, you know, links to your podcast here and stuff. And then as soon as somebody posts it, that person responds back, you know, I, I sent you a DM, you know, reach out. I can help you advertise and stuff. And it's all it's all just, first of all, they're not real people. And it's all just scammy bullshit, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. waste of time stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. So that's your pet peeve. Well, then you said, well, it depends five years ago or this year. So how would that change five years ago? I don't think five years ago it was as bad as it is today. I feel like on, on Facebook, especially five years ago, I don't think I saw any ads, no suggested posts. I mean, I feel like it was more, it might have been a little bit more filtered on stuff that, you but know. But what was you your viewed. pet peeve then at that time? Did you have any? Um. And, not with social media itself. I think that there are some people that do uh, irritate me. Why? Sometimes. This is this is where I want to. This is the good stuff. This is juicy. Yeah. No, but this is because I have a lot of opinions about people that have a lot of opinions about people well, on social media. Here's, here's my take on it, though. <laughs> I might be irritated by it, but I'm just going to scroll by. I don't care that much. It's not like it's like it's that big of a deal. Uh huh. But I just some of the stuff that. It, I just feel like some people, it's like, okay, your life is, it's going to sound terrible. It's not that complicated. It's not that interesting. It's not that whatever, that sharing things constantly that are minor details of your life, like, I don't care See, about. See, it's not such a reflection, though, of like... You, because okay, it is. obviously of it is. this. Okay, so I share a lot on social media, so I receive that feedback a lot. Like mm-hmm. you post a lot, this that you know. Some people will s- tell me like you know people that post a lot, I have to like silence or whatever. <laughs> it just makes me laugh because I'm like, well, I just really feel like that says a lot more about you than it says about the person that's posting a lot. But also like, I've also said to people like. Well, you would haven't wouldn't have anything to look at if it weren't for people like me that post it out. Like you're lot, and then you're logging in a not a lot enough to see that I'm posting all the time. So, like, do you yeah. see all the like? So this is this is the only here. thing I'm going to say about this, and that's why I don't care. You can post whatever you want to post, and if I if I'm going to go on there and I only want to spend five minutes scrolling through really quick, mm-hmm. I might not want to see six posts by you of things that I'm not really that interested in because it's not catching up about what's really going on, going on in your life or something. I'm just saying, I'm using that as an example. But I have the option to mute you or mm-hmm. do whatever if I choose that. You mm-hmm. shouldn't be offended by that. Mm-hmm. If I say, I'm only going to spend a limited amount of time on here, I don't need to see all that stuff. That shouldn't be a big deal for you and also for me. Yeah, I'm not going to be like, I'm going to unfriend you and no, I'm not going to, you know, I, I don't want to deal that, with that. But I guess either. I do. I am a little more curious about this though of like, why do you even need to sign Like it's that triggering to you to see somebody that posts a lot. Like that no, to me is weird. I think, like really, I think, I think, that's so triggering no, what, to you. <laughs> what, it's not that, it's not that piece of it. It's that if I want to scroll through and see um, what people that I know 
are up to. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want to spend maybe extra time on there seeing a bunch of stuff I don't care about. So if what if the information that you're posting, but if you or don't care posted, about it, you could just scroll by. I feel like that they act of like I'm gonna silence this person is like a pretty extreme response. It's like cutting somebody off or blocking somebody. Like I just feel like that's kind of extreme. To me, it's like okay, so you could be annoyed by it because usually, because usually, let's be honest, usually there's more to it. It's like, well, they're just, they just need so much attention or they're, they're the, oh. you know, there's all this as judgment assigned yeah, to it. Yeah, I don't care about that. I, I'm not going that deep because to me that's, I don't care that they want to post that stuff. I'm saying I'm not interested in all that stuff. So if I see somebody that routinely is posting stuff that I'm not interested in, some people will post stuff about people that I don't know about. See, I don't think that's happened for you. I think that you have silenced somebody when they're, I've witnessed you do that only when I feel like you're uncomfortable with what they're saying. Oh, I don't, I don't, I'd have to recall a certain situation because I don't know that that's the case. I've gotten annoyed with like, okay, you're posting about stuff that I don't, it's not even in your circle. It just feels like it's like you're posting other stuff. If I want to like see the other, I, I don't know. It doesn't really make a difference. It just feels like, why would I want to go if I'm in Target uh-huh. and I want to go get a box of cereal? Uh-huh. And I don't have to walk up and down every aisle to go get that box of cereal. Uh-huh. I can just go there and do that. Uh-huh. To me, it's the same thing with muting something. If there's so content if you, you don't want to see, then you're not going to see anything from them, though. So that feels kind of extreme. I get it. Well, I get it, but I think there's. So then and it's I don't, like, oh, now I'm not. Now I can't even. I don't know what the difference is between muting and on uh, uh, unfriending or whatever. Like, if you mute, does it not show anything, or does it only like show every? F- I don't know. I've never. I've never it, muted that, anybody. That's my whole thing. But I'm, I assume that you probably don't see anything they post until you unmute them. Would be my guess. Um, yeah, I don't really know. But then, also, yeah. No, I'm just. I'm just like. I just I'm just talking about this stuff because I think another thing that people will complain about a lot is they'll say, well, people are just so fake on social media. They just give you the highlight reel and they act like that's exclusive to social media. And it's like, (laughs) no, it's not like everybody gives highlight reels. Uh Like if I run into somebody at Target or Meyer, and they're like, how are you doing? Oh, it's great. And you talk about all the great things that are going on in your life. Typically, you don't like I to me. There's just as much of that going on in real life as there is in social media. You know Without what I mean? a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, it, from the kind of car you're driving to the house you live in to everything yes, else, yes. it's no different. Yes. That doesn't mean yes. that that's where you, you know, yes. there's some relevance to that. But yeah. at the same time, like, we all know that you're dealing with whatever other right. shit you're dealing but then with, too. The other sad of the side of that is because I, I spent a lot of time thinking about people and the way they behave and <laughs> the other side of that is if you do find somebody that is maybe a little more negative or a little mm-hmm. more less filtered on social media people don't like that they're like keep yeah. it positive why are you being like this That's, like <laughs> absolutely there is that middle ground i think is getting smaller and smaller and smaller because Somebody's going to find a reason to complain about whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, this person never posts anything that I don't want to see it. It's too negative. It's not real. It's too positive. Mm -hmm. It's boring. Mm -hmm. It's not related. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what it is. So again, Mm -hmm. yeah, scroll on by. Yeah. Yeah. 
who cares? Yeah, it's just, yes. It's just I interesting mean, because you, it seems that the more judgments people have about a situation is that usually, like, again, there's irony there. Well, we were just... Like, uh, maybe look in the mirror. I don't know. What the hell were we just watching? I think, was it was it a comedian or... Oh, no. It was Susan Johnson. Again, oh. she was talking about her kids on social media and I think her daughter saying, I have, you know, 200 friends. And she's like, no, you don't. Yeah. You have three friends. I've yeah. met them. I yeah. know their names. Like You flipped that, though. She said 300 friends and two friends. Whatever. Same <laughs> damn concept. <laughs> but it is, uh, that is one thing. It's, you know, you go, you get these suggested friends. You're like, oh, I know this person from uh-huh. high school. What are they up to? Uh-huh. After you kind of see what they're up to, uh-huh. like, the routine updates and stuff like that, Uh there isn't usually much to see after that. You Uh know what I mean? Like, Uh I'm, you know, somebody just had a baby. Awesome. Like, congratulations. Like, that's exciting. Uh But the in-between stuff, I haven't seen these people in 30 years. So I'm not attached to them. And really, it's, it's, it's just like. 30 years or 25 years? Well, I'm 44. So that it would put me at 14. And some of these people I haven't seen since, Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess maybe 15, 16. So close enough. Okay. But doesn't mean I'm not curious as to, you know, to what they're doing and everything else. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, it, at the same time, like I don't have, if I had a connection with these people, I'd be talking to them and getting the whole story yeah. about what's really yeah. going on Yeah, I don't with know them. though. There, I think there's a kinship with people that you grew up with. Like I, en- I enjoy like, it. I, it's even like, I didn't even, if some of you I didn't even really talk to, there's just this like relatability that you yeah. just like share. I, I completely agree with that. I No, I'm saying I enjoy connecting with them and seeing what they're up to Mm -hmm. but outside of that rarely do i reach out and Mm -hmm. say hey Mm -hmm. what's what's going on you know there's no real check in that way it's really just like you said it's it's just peering into you know yeah you know what have i missed over 30 years and okay after that first update it's like yeah i'm curious to where they're at but for the most part i'm not going to reach out and like try to start up some kind of relationship yeah yeah yeah, I just always think it's, I, I do find it a bit interesting that maybe I'm totally wrong here, but it's just, there's all these, you know, all this stuff. Everybody's, a lot of people have things to say about the world of social media as if it, things are exclusive to social media. And it just confuses me because I'm like, I just don't think it's that different than the real world, too. I don't know. To me, it's a reflection of the real world. Maybe, you know, exaggerated way but still a reflection nonetheless yeah and i'm not well versed enough in newer social media that me neither tiktok snapchat um all like the kids that you know the kids do snapchat Mm -hmm. and they send pictures of you know half their face from and i'm like I don't un- I I don't understand it, but I don't, whatever. Nobody sends pictures of half their face. Yes, they do. They're always, well, it's like their face, <laughs> but half the time it's like it feels like it's like the top half of their face. Like it's not even like it's a. It's just to keep the streak alive. So you got to yeah. keep the streak alive. Yeah. But there's I, no thought. There's no energy that goes into that. I've there's never no real snap. connection. And then TikTok. I I've never. You know, I've seen TikToks, but I've never gotten into that either. Yeah, too. I have. I've created a couple of TikToks, but. Just for fun with Katie and, but I never, ever, ever log into TikTok. Like I barely think about it. Yeah. But if I do, it will like, just a bunch of videos will pop up and we'll have all these suggested friends. And then I'm always just like, what's the draw? I don't understand. I, all these people are addicted to TikTok and I, I have a tough time with it because I'm like, 
none of the, nothing, nothing's drawing me in, I guess, is what I want to say about that. That's my point. If you want to go on there and see some funny little videos or something, you know, I know Katie will go on there and, uh, well, she goes on YouTube a lot to learn how to do different things, but she's no, picked I'm up pretty things. Sure now she, it's I'm TikTok, sure, I'm pretty it? sure she's learned everything on TikTok <laughs> at this point. I mean, so <laughs> great. There's these little informational type things that people are putting out, but yeah. there's just so much other stuff that I'm like, I, there's videos of people watching videos and commenting <laughs> on the videos they're watching. I just don't, I don't, I mean, I guess to each their own. Yeah. I don't care. I, I <laughs> yeah. Again, I just, it makes me feel like, what am I, I don't even feel like, what am I missing anymore? I just kind of, I'm like, yeah, I'm 44. That's, I, I'm not going to yeah. figure that out. Well, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't need to figure that out. Yeah, same. I just, I, the, I think that like, you know, the, the big ones are Facebook and Instagram in my world, I think. And they've just been getting increasingly boring over the past year or more. I've noticed cause it is, it's just ads. And I would, I would like to go in there and see pictures people post and stuff. So yeah, it's like, uh, this is getting boring. It's like a desert in there now, you know, <laughs> I think it's from a business, feeling deserted from a business perspective. It's a very interesting business model is to say, we're letting people use us for free and then mm-hmm. we're going to make our money by posting ads and mm-hmm. mine that data mm-hmm. essentially so we can sell it to advertisers. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we're going to take the ad dollars because we're publicly traded companies that need the money to survive and need mm-hmm. to show a return you know, to our investors. Mm-hmm. And what's the cutoff? What, at what point do you say we're oversaturated in this space with advertising. Right. And therefore we're going to lose people. Because pretty soon it's just going to be the advertisers. I don't. I mean, seriously. I don't go on to any of them half as much as I even did six months ago. I don't believe that, but. No, I don't. Maybe you spend less time while you're on there, which I think I would say the same thing because yeah. it's just ads. No, like, that's. Oh, nothing new. I go on them daily, but yeah. what I'm saying is the amount of time I More spend than on them. Daily. <laughs> I sit next to you. I... What I'm saying is I do spend less time. On Twitter, I used to go on Twitter all the time. Mm. And again, I, you know, you almost get caught in that at night. You're scrolling through and you're going, I mean, like you'll, you'll be playing a game on your phone and I'll be scrolling through Twitter. Mm -hmm. I don't do that nearly as much as I did before. And maybe that's a phase, but at the same time, I just don't find, I find the same shit over and over and over. No, it's, it's, I think it's, yeah, maybe it's, I've noticed that too. So within within, within two minutes, you can get all the new head news headlines. Yeah. You know, and after that, it's like, yeah. Again, I go on there fewer amounts of times during the day and less time each time. Yeah. I spend less time each time. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I will be, I think that what's, at this point, what's interesting, fascinating, um, the unknown is, so what's the next thing going to be? Yeah. I was just thinking the same thing. You know, what? what's going to replace these that's going to get people's interest peaked again mm-hmm. and back into it? Because... Once you've gone down a path, I it's think be it's be real, hard. Jim. It's all about be real. It's, it's be real. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to shift and come back from, you know, the the where they're at. I mean, for Facebook to, you know, somehow go back to the model they had before, I just don't see it happening. So what is? I know they're involved in a ton of other things too. It just yeah. Well, I, you know, I kind of like be real actually because it's like forces everybody to check in one time a day and it's then, the most real shit that there is out I there know, right now and like you know we've we're connected with 
all of the kids on there except one. So it's like, oh, what are yep. they doing today? All right. Exactly. <laughs> I just gave you your phone back. I took your phone privileges away. So you pause there to check your phone really quick to see what you missed. I did. I, I was reading a text <laughs> from a friend. And, oh. uh, yeah, we can talk about that after. So. Oh, okay. So what about what else? I was going to ask you if you could go back to, I'm going to say high school. Okay. And do one thing different. What would you do differently? Or take school more seriously. Why? What do you mean? Oh, I think I think that's yes, it. Yes, that's a simple. I mean, <laughs> I like, would do so many things differently. I know. I would. You know. I would take. I was not a good. I was not a good student. I didn't care. Like I just. I was lazy. I was like, I was what I accused my child of. I was very lazy academically, although I did pull off better grades than he does. Um, I was just like, I didn't want, I just, you know. <laughs> I, I think I would say the same thing. Initially, I was going to say um, maybe focus on a sport more or something like that and put myself out there yeah. more and be more dedicated to that pursuit. However, mm-hmm. the reality is, I do think being a more dedicated student at that point would have changed a lot for me. Yeah. Throughout my whole yeah. life. Yeah. I I didn't do any sport. Well, I did I did when I was a freshman and a sophomore, I did basketball and football cheerleading and then I quit cheerleading when I was a sophomore and I do regret that because I eventually wanted to get back into it, but it was too late because, first of all, they have a rule. If you quit, you can never come back. Well, they probably would let you come back if they really wanted you back. I know. But That's so <laughs> stupid, didn't. but They whatever. weren't going to let me come yeah. back. But also, um, yeah, because, like, I, at that point, like, I remember my friends were all still in it, and they had progressed a lot, so much further because it was really heavily. They were starting to focus more on gymnastics ability mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And there was – they were – entering a lot of competitions, so you had to have a certain level of ability and like I had missed all of that and there was no way I was gonna catch up, like again, not athletic. So I could regret that, I think. Um but yeah, academics, I do think that it was it did get me I w- I still was able to go to the school that I wanted to go to though. So probably because my parents graduated from there and it was a legacy situation because I didn't graduate with the <laughs> highest GPA. I was I'm pretty sure I was waitlisted. So, <laughs> ouch! Uh, I got I got waitlisted to Michigan. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, I kind of um, you know part of me wonders if I should have pursued that more. Maybe reach back out again because I was like, ah, got waitlisted. I'm not. I wasn't really interested in going there, but uh, at the same time, I we, never knew. Already, I never knew that you applied to U of M. I never knew that. I did. I, I thought there. you basically said Michigan State was the only option. No. No, I we've had this whole conversation. No, we haven't. About no, about how oh. <laughs> I wanted to go out of state. Well, yeah, I, I know lived that. over in Germany, yeah, yeah. came back here, yeah. and that was a situation. But no, I had applied to both, and got waitlisted for Michigan, and was like, okay, well, then I'm going to go to state, but I don't want to go to state, mm-hmm. and yeah, ultimately didn't stay there, and mm-hmm. uh, have a lot of regrets about that path that I took. Yeah. Again, long term led me where I am today. So yeah. ultimately I can't say I have any major regrets, but yeah. you know, I do wish I could go back and do that differently. When I was at when I was in college, 
I I don't think I had like the stereotypical college experience that like everybody has that says, oh my God, it was the best time of my life, like kind of situation. But it was the best time of my life because I, well, I did, I did meet some, I did, I did develop some really strong friendships and I, um, you know, I put myself, I was outside of my comfort zone a lot. And, you know, a lot of things happen and that in hindsight, I look back on even, and I'm like, oh, that was great. I don't think when I was there, I was loving it as much as I wanted to love it. But it was a tremendous experience for me. And I have the greatest memories. Uh, That's interesting that you say that because I've heard your stories from back then. And I mean, you were living it up quite a bit i, I also though. know your personality and how you are well compared to how i well no because you was, always tell your stories how you got to leave and it was terrible it's like yeah it was terrible for me too but i wouldn't i you know what i mean like yeah. those are the things that made it make it great like you get through the terrible <laughs> yeah no that, that's my i guess that's what i'm saying regarding that is like yeah it, it's Cause it's I, like the social media thing yeah <laughs> you know you focus on the the parts that were good about it, there was obviously a lot more to that experience, but I think that that is normal for everybody. And then you come out the other side and you're yeah. like, oh yeah, that was like, those yeah. are the best years of my life. Yeah. What I, would have I know. have done otherwise? You know what I mean? Right. Like exactly. stay in my same situation yeah. with my same friends from high school. And like, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, but like you, I mean, I actually maintain my friendships from high school. I lived close to home, so that was good. But like, uh, you just, I mean, you grow outside of your comfort zone, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I did not. My roommate and I had nothing in common. It was not like a great situation. I ended up moving out of my dorm room um, at the end of the first semester and I was in a room alone. And, you know, the university doesn't let people have single rooms, <clears throat> but they never found another roommate for me. And like I, I and I had an opportunity like the girls on the my floor that were doing the sorority thing and going to parties you know all the stereotypical um sort of valley girl type stuff like I could have hung out they were used to like invite me places all the time I went with them a couple times but I was just uncomfortable I didn't like being in these big house parties and just not feeling Mm -hmm. really safe so I would just avoid or make excuses or not go anywhere like I I kept all of them at arm's length and they finally just stopped asking um and I just stuck with a you know these two guy friends that I had and I mostly did things with them and um but we Still, also had a great time. Like in hindsight, you know what I mean. Like yeah, I'm like you went those house parties and did a the, bunch of stuff. Well, I mean, yeah, it's... because well, that, I mean, yeah, I'm talking about dorm life right now. But, okay, okay. Um, and then, and then actually, my sophomore year, I actually moved out off campus and near the like in Okemos Hazlitt area with two high school friends. So I kind of like exited the college situation, and that lasted a year, and that didn't go super well. Some people moved in and out, and <laughs> um. So then actually my junior year, um, somebody needed a roommate. So and it was like in the summer in an apartment in East Lansing, Cedar Village. And I lived with her just for the summer. And then actually a different friend that I went to high school with that was at Michigan State was look, going to be moving into a house with a group of guys and he needed another roommate. And I was like, okay, sure. So I lived with them. And then that's when things got fun for me, like real college type fun. So mm-hmm. I lived with them for a year and then the following year, through them, I met some other people. So then the following year, I lived with those people. Um, and that's where we had, like, a lot of fun. 
You just got to get through that first year, Jim. <laughs> I know. I know. I got through a year and a half and that's when I left. And actually my first year I had an awesome roommate and we had great sweet mates. And that was, my, my problem was I just, I had an attitude going in that that's, that's right. not you, where I wanted you, to go. I keep forgetting that you made it a year and a half, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did. Sorry. So then the second year I had a roommate that, yeah, we had nothing in common uh, with each other and very different and so it was kind of like dreading coming back to the room just because, yeah, I mean, just mm-hmm, that's completely, what my story was. Complete, I'm not going to get into details, but just <laughs> very different. Yeah. And I had actually inquired about getting a single because I'm like, I would like to get out of the situation. Mm-hmm. And I do feel a little bit bad for this because they said, well, that's not an option. The only way is if your roommate moved out and you know then we don't necessarily have somebody else that would move in with you mm-hmm. and so i had asked him you know hey by the way i want a single the only way i can get a single is if you move well, out then where did he move into another person's room he then? Mo- no he moved into uh some campus apartments um that were i'm trying to think where they were um like the complete opposite well, uh, he of- must have found somebody to live with no, he moved into uh, an apartment by himself. That doesn't make any sense. I I, I don't know what the situation. I don't know what the situation. Like I said, very different personalities. I'm not sure how or what the how he pulled this off. Okay. Maybe somebody else did move, end up moving in with him. But he said, "Hey, I found a place and I can move into it. Um, I don't have a way to move my stuff." And I had a friend that had a uh, small truck in the dorm next to mine. That was my best friend then. So I was like, well, when are you looking to move? He's like, well, if I can get a truck, I called my buddy. I'm like, we can move you right now. (laughs) And we loaded all of his stuff and we took it over there. Why didn't he just move into a different dorm room? Why did it have to be an apartment? I was just an interesting situation. Okay. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. Well, I just remember when I went to whatever whatever the office is that handles dorm placements <laughs> mm-hmm. they and um they were they said well you can move into an empty room and you can have it now but like we're gonna fill it with somebody mm-hmm. eventually like why they didn't offer you that no okay no and this was i mean this was because you probably just year. said i want a single you should have just said i want to move out and they would have placed you somewhere else yes you know what and for me at that point I think because of this experience, I was kind of like, I went in blind the first year. And so mm-hmm. I took that chance the second year too. Mm-hmm. And um, and actually after that, I mean, the sweet mates we had the second year were, they were freshmen, but they were pretty cool. And mm-hmm. so hung out with them a few times. Um, so it worked out okay. But I think I was just afraid, well, if they end up putting somebody else in, if mm-hmm. I go and move in and somebody else, or to another room with somebody else, I don't know what that's going to look like either. And I was nervous that I was going to have another experience. I was already feeling kind of like this is not where I want to be. Okay. So I do wish, I mean, that was, I don't want to say it was petty because, again, just some very big differences. It's but, hard to live in a confined space with somebody that you yeah. don't like get along with. And it's not even like don't get along with, but it's just like everything about them is like driving you nuts. It's very hard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the person wasn't doing anything crazy. Yeah. It was almost the opposite, but in yeah. a way that was kind of like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like I'm coming into this space and like I can just relax yes. and do my, do yeah. my thing yeah. because we're just, yeah, th- yeah, there was no connection and no 
vibing there yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. But I do recommend it for people. I think it's a really cool thing. And, you know, even yeah. if it sucks, like that's a learning opportunity. Well, and, and like, <laughs> I mean, like I said, the first year was great. My yeah. roommate was awesome and we got along. We only hung out really outside of like the room a couple times, yeah. but, um, but still had a lot, great guy, had a lot of fun. I actually have no clue. I've tried to look him up. Um, he's got somewhat of a common last name. So huh. I'm like, I haven't located him because I'd be curious what he's doing now. But yeah, um, the thing is, is that I, I truly, I think I've liked my roommate. I just couldn't live with her because it's just, I just, it, maybe I just can't live with people in confined spaces. I don't know. I mean, I did like her. I don't think like, I don't know that we would ever, well, maybe we actually could have been best friends. I don't know. She was funny. Um, but I actually did find her on Facebook. Like I have searched her on Facebook several times over the years and never found anything. And I feel like just maybe three or four years ago, I found her and like she had her account set up so you can't like friend request or anything, but I just sent her a message and I was like, Oh my God, like, is it you? It's me. And she was just like, yeah. And she filled me in on her life real quick. You know, she had kids and was going through, I think a divorce. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. Wow. And then like, but that was just it. The way we just, it was just that one message. And then like that you was know, the end you, of it. You never friended. I couldn't because she it wasn't an, she had her account set up. It was like all blocked, so okay. you can't friend. She didn't request to friend me. Okay, that's so. what I, I yeah. So after that, you guys didn't yeah. connect. It was yeah. But again, if you think about it, it's so funny because a semester is how many months? Like three. Three months. Right. Yeah. I knew her for three months. Yeah. In my life, but it feels like it was so much longer than that. You know what I mean? Oh, without a doubt. But it's like holy shit, that was only three months of my life. <laughs> Yeah. It feels like it could have been two years. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's exactly <laughs> exactly how I felt. And that's, you know, when I think back on that too, like I said, I switched my major. I was dealing with that semester. I was taking like Calc 2 after business Calc. I had no clue what was going on in there. And of course, I wasn't mature enough to say, I need help and I'm going to go to the tutor. You know, they mm -hmm. had the place you mm -hmm. went and took... You could take the exams to see if mm -hmm. you were like, you know, placed properly. Mm -hmm. And all I heard was, hey, if you get like a 40% in this class, you pass it. And I'm like, all right, I, I can, I can fudge it. Like I can, mm -hmm. I can write stuff down on paper and fudge. Well, that was, that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, I, I guess my point to that is that my issues with my roommate, it was, it wasn't really just that. It was all the rest of it. And I do wish that I would have just stuck it out because it's like, yeah, once I got past that semester, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, or yeah. that year, I it wish I would have. Yeah. And I wish I would have put myself out there more to people that, you know, I kind of stuck it safe to my high school people that went to Michigan State too. And I kind of wish I would have put myself out there more to other people because it certainly was being invited places. Like even in classes, yeah, certain people would just be really engaging and like, um, just like you know wanting to hang out outside of class or whatever and some of them are really cool and funny and i did a couple times but i just never let myself warm up to it i same. just always wanted to stay with my safe people and my safe zone you know what i mean yeah same and actually for me what i was disappointed with myself in is that since i moved to germany and graduated over there there were plenty of people from brighton that went to michigan state mm. and i very easily could have at least reached back out. I, I saw some of them on campus, like just in passing, mm -hmm. but I never made the effort to be like, 
hey, I'm here. Yeah. Let's reconnect and, yeah. and you know, yeah. maybe, you know, get some old yeah. friendships back, yeah. um, even if it wasn't that close to them, but just like there's at least yeah. a connection and stuff. Yeah, that must have been hard for you, I would imagine, though, too, because you did leave in high school. So, like, you might have probably just even felt a little left out already, too, because they when you weren't with them during high school. Oh, yeah, and that, which is one of the reasons why I didn't put myself out there, because I'm like, yeah, I don't, you guys don't necessarily really... I mean, not that I don't know you, but because I grew up in Brighton and lived there all my life. But at the same time, it was like, yeah, now I'm coming from a different place and I'm coming back. And you're kind of shy anyways, I would guess. Yeah, putting myself out there. I'm like, I don't know what you guys are up to. And so I'm not going to find out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And like I, like I said, I think the people that I connected with from my high school, I was not super good friends with them. I knew of them. I laughed with them sometimes. And... But they weren't, I don't think we were really in the same social circles. We didn't hang outside of school socially. But um, I think both of them reached out to me. And so I don't know that I would have done the same thing is what I'm trying to say. And there was actually a couple of girls, too, that were there that I graduated with. But they lived over on the other end of campus by where you lived. And we would try to connect every once in a while, but it just never really worked out that much. So it was just, you know. Michigan State's a very big campus. <laughs> I know. Yeah, where you lived, I was rarely over there. I mean, I, I can lived probably, in the best spot. Yeah, I probably went to the student union. I mean, I could probably count on one hand, I'm sure, the number of times that I went over there. And that's near where you lived. Yeah. And just that area in general. Yeah. I mean, besides I li- downtown, which was close, um, yeah. Grand River, I didn't go that way. Yeah, I liked where I lived. I mean, it was the older dorms. It wasn't the cool dorms. I A lot of the girls on my floor, the sporty girls, left but second semester to go live over where the jocks live at Case Wilson Wonders. <laughs> and um, I don't like that location over there. But um, I had plans to go over there with them. But that's when I also kind of was like, no, I just wanna, I'm just going to stay here. And then I moved to that room by myself. So... Our hallway became kind of a ghost town second semester, and I didn't spend a lot of time there in general. It was mostly at my friends' dorms. But I remember when I moved in, my mom was like, wow, this is like, you know, a beautiful historic part of campus. I lived in the old dorms. There wasn't even elevators. Like, she's out, and she would always say, I know you're not going to appreciate this, but this is like the spot to be. And I mean, in a way, I didn't because everybody kept saying the cool place was over Case Wilson Wonders. I don't know if you knew that or not, but um, <laughs> that's what everybody I said. Know that. That's where all the jacks lived. That's where all the athletes lived. Um, that's where my friend Brad lived. But, um, anyways, I did appreciate it. It was a great location because we were right on Grand River in downtown East Lansing, so I could walk to get food and, you know, yeah. Go your, to lo- your location was like a thousand times better than where I lived. Yeah, you're. I it was depressing over where you. Lived. It is depressing. The building's depressing. <laughs> the area is depressing. I mean, yeah. it's good for rollerblading, but that, yeah. <laughs> that was about it. But I mean, yeah, even just getting anywhere, you know, we can get to Grand River and that little shopping center and stuff, and you know, but to get down to where the cool places were downtown, yeah. was a hike. Yeah, I was right in the heart of all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I definitely wish I would have tried to get over there because I would have liked that even if I kept to myself a little bit I would have liked walking down there and you know going to get food and stuff and I had moved out 
I was just thinking about this because being near downtown, I did. I had moved out maybe a month before school got out. I had started already. Move, I'd moved into my apartment in Hazlitt with my girlfriends, and it was one of the. It was that's the year that we had a couple of riots at Michigan State. So I don't remember mm-hmm. if the Gunson Street riots were the first, but there was. I know there was. And there was the Munfield riots. Remember, Did you, you weren't there at this time. They had the Munfield riots because they they cut they sh- the students used to tailgate on Mun- at Munfield mm-hmm. apparently, and apparently they did away with that. So there was a riot over that. Then there was this Gunson Street riots after I believe I don't even remember the details now. After an athletic event, I think like somebody started burning a couch. But anyways, during I know you had your experience with a riot. That's, That's right. Cedar Village. Yeah. That's right. I missed that apparently because a lot of my friends were saying that they were tear gassing all over by our dorms. Yeah. So it, even in the dorm room, you couldn't breathe well and stuff. But I had missed all that because I'd already moved out because in that downtown section, a lot of things were going on with rioting apparently. Yeah. No, we were over there. Was that basketball? Yeah, I think so. I think it was So yeah, basketball because I think there was and, the Munfield uh, and then there was a Gunson and then there was basketball. Yeah. So one of my... One of my friends had friends over in Cedar Village, so we went over there to watch. I think it was a basketball game, if I recall. And, uh, yeah, after that, things started getting crazy. Everybody kind of took to the streets and stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember a bunch of people trying to tip over mm-hmm. some girl's Jeep, mm-hmm. and there were a few of us that were trying to get them to stop, yeah. like, without starting a fight. But then they, the tear gas came in, so we got tear gassed, and that was as we were leaving. But That, that was, was a really big deal. Awful. I mean... That was a really, I don't even remember how many riots there were that year because, th- I mean, I wasn't a part of any of them, but I remember so many people got so busted. Like the residents of East Lansing were so irate that yeah. they were going out with cameras and taking pictures of anybody that could be identified was getting prosecuted. Yeah. They people's, should have. People's <laughs> careers were like, academic careers were, I mean, I mean, can you imagine if we had cell line? phones like we do today and the video oh, know, and everything I else? Know, that would, I, I mean, I know, I know since then that's happened and yeah. they have used that, yeah. you know, so. So when Michigan State won the uh, championship, like after they started cracking down on rioting, um, they won the championship though that year and we, everybody took to the streets in celebration. There was no rioting. Yeah. But I remember like, walking home because I was at a friend's house and just being really worried like oh I don't want to be like because people were walking around with video cameras and there again there was no mm-hmm. writing but I was like I'm, like I'm not doing anything yeah <laughs> but it was cool that was fun that was that was a really cool thing to be that, a part of I was gonna say that experience like I said getting tear gas was awful it sucked it burn it oh i'm talking <laughs> yeah. about the when, when they won the championship I that just was mean a cool it, thing. i just mean <laughs> so so take away that side of it with the assholes that were sitting there and doing stupid stuff the overwhelming just that energy the feeling from the people there that were celebrating mm-hmm. um i think they were i mean i think they won i think they were celebrating no I, they weren't was that, was that, that was when the they one lost? i think they lost was it duke they were playing and it was, was like a huge lost? upset okay. and they were mad because it was bad calls or whatever so no that was a riot okay when they won the championship there was i believe i'm almost positive there was no riot but people filled the streets yeah. of downtown east lansing okay. everyone just came rushing out of their houses screaming with joy yeah i i guess in general my point being to that is because i lived in hubbard and it's a 12-story dorm and mm-hmm. i remember even like the first snowfall of the year, looking out back and just the whole courtyard area, just full of students and, you know, major snowball fight and stuff. And just to see like all of these people come together in this space and just having fun. I mean, it was, 
you you don't get that at a smaller school. Oh yeah, no. You know, so whether no. you partake or not, it's just. And that. I feel like that whole thing about big school, small school. I I remember actually with our high school English teacher. I had already known I was going to Michigan State, but she was just, I don't know why teachers do this. I feel like a lot of them do this. <laughs> Maybe that was my experience anyways. Like just telling the class, like, you guys don't need to go to a big school. Michigan State's overrated, you know, and I get it. Like you don't, you're running to cater to a certain audience, but it's also like, okay, enough already. All right. So I'm going, stop acting like, you know, I don't know. It was just like, it was just like a little obnoxious, I think. But yeah. anyways, my point is like, I feel like a lot of people will say Michigan State's too big, but like, I never felt that way. I mean, it's just like with anything, even within the big university, you're, you're within small colleges. I, I never like, felt that size And even was if an there was a lecture, a big lecture hall, like, to me, that didn't matter. You, you, that so never how me. does that matter? So there's a hundred people versus twenty five. A lot of times they they would obviously too. If you had a lecture class, a lecture hall, whatever they what do they call that when you have to break down like a seminar or whatever? Oh, so like you a have well, like, like a lab or like the yeah. Uh, so you have um, like the lecture one yeah. day, but then you go and another day you meet with the TA and twenty five yeah. other students, and you're it's a more yeah. engaging experience. So to me, that was never an issue at all the size and feeling like you're a number not at all and if anything to me there's a little bit of like growth in being just a number two like you know what i mean like you have to fend for yourself you you know they do they have the weed or they weed those freshmen out that first year and if you can rise above and do I, it <laughs> i was gonna say that was the only thing i would say about that which was there was nothing wrong with the class it was that you had to be accountable because there's yes. so many people there. Yes. It's not like the professor knows you're there or not there. And right. so you got to pay attention. You, you have, have to be do self-motivated. Your, you have to be self-motivated. But yes. other than that. Because you can skip all the time. Yeah. And nobody's going to know. <laughs> yeah. I, and I'm not, I'm sure there are plenty of smaller schools that are great, but the diversity in students and classes and um, majors and, and I mean, you can do anything you want. And if you decide you want to take a class in a different yeah, area, like yeah. it's not like, well, we, we specialize in this. And so we've got six different ma Like, no, you can do whatever the hell yeah, you yeah. want. Yeah, I switched you my know? major five times in five years. And because I, I was a super senior, but I never took more credits. I, I only ever took the exact amount of credits you need okay. to graduate. I did purposely fail several classes because I was like, never mind, I'm out of here. And I would drop it. Um, so you dropped it before you got to the point where... I think there was two that I ha failed and had to retake. Because I failed Because that's when my mom got mad at me and she was like, you're going to start paying for this. Which I was paying for part of it, by the way, everybody. <laughs> I'm still paying for it. <laughs> yeah, I failed the one class. I When I left state, I actually went to community college for a semester and I took 18 credits to get back on track so I could still graduate in four years. Um, I don't... So four, I still... Four years is... That's a, I mean, you have to take a lot of credits to graduate on time in four years. Yeah, you do. I mean, I took I went to summer school too. Like, but I, I didn't want to overwhelm. I I always went. Yeah, you have to go full time to yeah, like twelve credits maintain your benefits and everything. So I always did like thirteen, fourteen. But you had to be more like fifteen if you wanted to graduate in four years. I was gonna say I I want to say fifteen is maybe mm -hmm. what I took then because I do feel like I took twelve was the minimum to be full time, and yeah. I, I feel like I maybe took one other class. Yeah, but I, I feel like there, the so. way it always worked out, like if you took four classes, which was pretty typical, I think, then that usually was about 13 or 14 credits. So you either take five classes 
and you're then you'd almost be at like 16 credits. So for me, it was always like, that's too much. I'm going to stick with my four classes. Most classes were three credits, if I recall. So four classes would be 12, wouldn't no, it? No, there's many four credit classes. Okay. Um, it was, yeah, no, it's usually like half and half. Okay. So yeah, I think I'm, yeah, no, definitely lots of four credit classes. So, but anyways, but that's why a lot of people take summer classes because most people, I think, take 12 to 14 credits during the semester and then they'll supplement with summer classes yeah and i never Which summer in classes all of my suck. years in college and even when i you know went back after for masters in law school mm-hmm. i never took summer classes summer classes suck because they're twice the pace yeah i mean it's a lot of work it's nice because you're like wow i got all that done in half the time but like fucking sucks <laughs> yeah i mean and you're right to be able to knock that out and be like, okay, I don't have to do that later yeah. is great. But you're but... kind of like, oh, cool. Just It's just two classes. I feel like this feels very manageable. But yeah. then it's like, oh, my God, it, it literally is at twice the rate. Yep. So, yeah. But yeah, I okay. also liked summer classes because the campus was like dead. So you just feel like you had it to yourself. Yeah, I could I could see that. That would be actually kind of fun to feel mm-hmm. like you kind of own the place a little bit because mm-hmm. you're right. Nobody's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was a nice, fun conversation about college, wasn't it? Yeah. Social media (laughs) and uh, college. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Good talk. Good talk. Love you. Love you. Good night. Good night. (laughs) 